Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on March 20th, 2022. Hello, everyone. How is everybody doing this week? I am... Well, I I don't know why I asked that stupid question. It's not like you can respond. Um, But you can respond and, you know, on my Instagram, if you ever want to respond. Uh, What can I say? This has been a very crazy week. And I can finally, I can finally talk openly about things that I was alluding to. So if you didn't guess, I was alluding to a job search. And I have finally gotten an offer from a place that I think would be a better fit. And uh, I'm accepting it. And so I, I, it was a lot. It was a lot to interview and all this stuff. I've been interviewing straight for three months and while working full time, which is not easy because, you know, finding a job is a full time job as it is. But uh, by the time this episode comes out, I think I will have started at my new position. So I feel okay to be talking about it. Just watch this like bite me in the ass. Uh, But, you know, I, I don't think I've been going through it and I've been go, go, go for such a long time that I haven't really been able to process a lot of things. And I was singularly focused on this job search for three months. And a lot of my emotions got pushed to the side. And I really went into survival mode, like a lot of things went out the window. Like I was listening to an earlier episode, and I was talking about how I need to start meditation practice. Look, I've not been able to start it nor keep it going. I was doing yoga all the time. I stopped doing yoga. Like it really got to the bare bones of what I could manage. And, you know, when something is not the right fit, like my current job is just not the right fit anymore for me, it just became very difficult. And it's been a really, really hard three months. And now I can finally talk about it with a little bit of relief that, you know, there is change coming. And also with change coming, terror comes. (laughs) I mean, of course, like I'm excited. I think I'm excited. Logically, I'm excited. Emotionally, I haven't caught up yet because I'm still dealing with all the emotions that I've put off for three months. And what can I say? I mean, now it's just all catching up to me and I feel even more worn out and tired. And I just would love to, again, go into a cave and disappear and not talk to the world. I want retreat but we're adults and we don't always get to have that. We don't ever get to have that, really. But I'm hoping I will have some sort of break between gigs. But I have to be honest. So this whole orange car sign was I asked the universe if I was going to get a new job before May. And if so, send me an orange car. And they, the universe sent me five orange cars in a span of 15 to 20 minutes. And now whenever I'm driving, I always like say in my head, oh, like send me an orange car. I'm, I kid you not, within two minutes, the orange car shows up. And hello, it came true. I did get a job before May. And so it's, it's real. I don't know if this was a difficult thing, but um you know, it could have been that I wasn't going to get something till May. I think it like this job search took way longer than I expected. So I I think it's still pretty magical. So all that sign stuff came true. So there's proof for you right there. And but you know, 
it was a very emotional week. I mean, last week I talked about how it was the day before my mother's birthday, but on my mother's birthday, it was, it shouldn't have been surprising, but I was just really a mess. It was Monday. I was working. I was in office and it was just a high stress day and I was already, my nerves were frayed. My um, threshold was low and all of these things. And I had an in-person interview and I actually teared up and I couldn't control it. Like, I feel like I'm a very controlled person. Obviously, I'm very emotional. I cry all the time here, but this is the platform to cry on. At least I've made it that way. And I'm not usually crying in front of people, although I know I've mentioned that I cry in my cubicle, but nobody ever notices or is around. Okay, so let me just clarify that. But in this instance, I was talking to this uh, person in an interview, and we were talking about how much life has changed because of COVID. And I was like, yeah, my mom actually passed away because of COVID. And um, today's actually her birthday. And I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I just started tearing up. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is very unprofessional, but I'm being emotional here. But she was very understanding. And um, I don't regret it. I mean, I was feeling what I was feeling. And it wasn't like I was bawling and needed to like blow my nose or anything. But uh, I just was very surprised that I could not stop it. Because there's usually enough of my other voice inside of my head who I've yet to name, who is just like, get yourself together. But no matter what that person, that voice, I should say, is say, was saying, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I was so low. And it was so hard. I should have taken that day off. But I just... I think that going forward, I really need to evaluate like when I should be taking time off, not just for fun, but for my health. And yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, I just I couldn't I couldn't get it together. And that's okay. But that didn't even end up being the job. I didn't want that job. I'll be honest. I went in there because I felt like I had to because I still didn't get the offer from the place that I really wanted. And so I was just like, well, I got to cover my bases and, you know, I can't, I have to keep doing these things until I get an offer. So, um, but I got an offer on Thursday and it's the place that I wanted and it was an offer that was even better than I expected. So it was a no brainer and change is good. Change is hard, but you grow, you grow through change. And that's what I am trying to tell myself, but I'm very exhausted. Um, I'm very exhausted from this very emotional week. And April 1st is coming up and April 1st is the anniversary of my mother's passing. And that's probably going to be the last day of work of my current job. And I don't know how I'm going to feel. I mean, I think you can't help. I'm going to be reflective on so many levels, reflective on the last three plus years that I was at this job and the reflective of like how what was I like a year ago, you know, and I don't I think that I'm just it's just been a hard time. And I also have been like physically not feeling great. Like I feel like my body is very much out of whack and no, I'm not sick or anything, but it's just I don't feel like myself, but hopefully things are turning around and I don't know, the good things are around the corner. I mean, it's hard to believe that in the state of the world that we're in, but 
I mean, it's just been, I mean, there's a card in my Oracle deck called the underworld. And also Heidi Rose Robbins, the astrologer talks about the underworld a lot. But I mean, I've been in the underworld for a really long time. And it's just like, I need to get out of it. And I hope that I am. But I wanted to start off with good news. And if I don't sound as enthused, just know it's because I'm very emotionally drained. And I'm very like, I feel like I should go take a nap for 500 hours. Maybe that's not a nap. But I'm just not, um, I'm not fully connected to my inner self right now. So I will preface that with this episode. And there was, I had this conversation with one of the people that I support. And it was really a difficult conversation because, you know, this person who cares about me, and I know he does, and I, I think he considers us friends. You know, it's a difficult situation, because no matter if we're friends or not, he's still in a position of authority over me. And I think that the people just don't understand the sensitivities of that in the workplace. And he was just like, I just want you to be happy. And like, live your life. And that is just such an American sentiment that I cannot deal with. And I I just kind of, I, I kind of just, I didn't even, I don't really, I don't tell my guys like what I'm going through. It's not professional. Yes, I'm like friendly with them. But what was really annoying to me is like, I think his, his definition of happiness is with, is knowing that I'm going out with friends and getting drinks and going out to dinner and having a social life. And that represents happiness. And it's just, I don't know, like how much of that is ever going to come back in my life. I mean, I still see my friends, my very good friends, and we have one on one time. And that's very valuable to me. It's very quality time. And it's not I don't know if it's ever going to look the same for me of what those social activities I'm going to do. And it's just frustrating because like that's his very narrow definition of what happiness looks like and he wants me to like move to my apartment and all that stuff and you know finally i was like a it's okay that i'm not happy but first of all i very much present as happy which is really pisses me off because whenever somebody says i just want you to be happy to me i'm like well what what are you saying am i like looking like you know like moody Sally all over here, just like down in the dumps crying all the time and, you know, not being whatever. And it's just like, I'm not a puppet. And I'm always smile. I'm always professional. So really, really, really pissed me off that he would be like, I just want you to be happy. And it's like, well, what is your definition of happy? And am I not presenting as happy because I work really hard to not bring anything personal into my like into the workplace. So that pissed me off, number one. Number two, and I've said this before about this person here. So it's a continuing (sighs) grievance of mine. But you know, it's not going to be going on much longer. But and hopefully we can actually be friends for real after and I can be more, you know, frank and honest. But I just was like, hey, it's okay if I'm not happy. Like a lot has happened in a year. And I don't need to I'm not I'm not the same person. I I can be forever changed and marked. And it's like, I find that to be honoring the memory of my mother to be forever changed. And maybe part of my personality has changed because of it. And I, I don't regret that. So 
you know, fuck that. You're allowed to be unhappy visibly or invisibly. And I believe I'm unhappy invisibly. I don't think I bring it to work. So it really pissed me off. So and then two, I was just like, you don't understand the pressure that I feel as so I recently learned that I'm I guess I'm technically second generation because first generation immigrant or whatever um, is actually the is considered the people who have come from the other country and have gained citizenship. So first generation is act would actually be my parents and second generation is the first you know generation that was born in the new country. And it's like, you can't be a second generation immigrant because you're not an immigrant if you're born here, right? So it's kind of a misnomer in all of that. And maybe that classification is just um, antiquated to begin with. But I learned that recently. And so from a sociological standpoint, I'm actually second generation. And I say I'm first generation all the time. I think I've said this a couple times on this podcast. So uh, that's what I learned recently. So as a second generation Indian American, I mean, I told him, I'm like, you you don't understand the immense cultural responsibility that I have like grown up with. It's my responsibility to take care of my parents. I feel an immense, you know, calling for that. Like this is not something I take lightly. And also as in my personality, that's who I am. I don't think I even went in depth with him, but he just like it's not easy for me. And I don't understand how many times I have to explain that to people. Like happiness isn't just me moving out and living in my apartment and focusing on my life. I I have, you know, I think I would regret that more than anything. I don't think that that would bring my bring me happiness. Because if I look back on my life, and I look at this point and say like, Oh, yeah, you moved out, you let dad fend for himself by himself in a house alone. And because you need to, you needed to focus on your life. I would, I would think that that would be an immense regret for my life. There's going to be a lot, plenty of time for me to live by myself. You know, I'm not going to have him forever. And then I will not have any more family. And so like, you know, people who don't have relationships with their families or who are just, you know, white men, you know, born and raised here without any sort of semblance of familial responsibility will never understand what it feels like for me to be second generation Indian. And then also how my personality is very steeped in the responsibility of home, because we know this from Heidi Rose Robbins astrology that my Capricorn is in my fourth house and my fourth house is home. And so Capricorn is very responsible. My responsibility is specifically in my home life that I take very seriously, which is, you know, why I don't think I should be a parent because as Heidi said, she's like, you would be an incredible parent because of where your Capricorn lies. But to me, I feel like I already have, I feel such an immense responsibility for my father. If I had a child of my own, it would be like a billion fold on top of that. And I just, I feel like I wouldn't have my own life. So I don't know. Look, if this podcast continues, we'll find out what happens in the future and we'll see where I end up. But at this point in my life, I just really, I really think that parenthood would be detrimental to my own mental health. So, and it's because I would be so fucking good at it. (laughs) You know, that's the truth. Um, 
But anyways, I, I just so that kind of shot him up a little because I was like, you don't understand what it feels like to be me and have all these other things in my life, you know, and, you know, he's like, you're right. I don't understand. I have no relationship with my family. And he's like, but, you know, I want you to ha- be happy because then it gives me hope of being happy. And I'm just like, we're, we're just not. I didn't say this. Of course, I didn't say it, but we're just not the same. We are not the same. Our definitions of happiness is not the same or are not the same. So it was just to have this type of conversation during this week of turmoil was not something I needed to have. But guess what? Things get thrown at you. And and then yesterday I saw this movie. Not yesterday. Today's Sunday. Sorry. Friday. I watched this Netflix movie mixtape. Uh, which was a mistake. It was a very cute, charming movie, but like the the main girl is just so adorable. It the story is about a you know a middle schooler who lost both of her parents, who were like teenage parents, um, who like died in a car crash or something, and so she was raised by her grandmother, who was played by Julie Bowen from Modern Family fame, and. So it was interesting to see Julie Bowen as playing a grandmother, but obviously she's a very... So it kind of seemed like Julie Bowen, the character, the grandmother, she probably was a teenage mom and then her daughter became a teenage mom and then her daughter and the boyfriend died. And so she was raising this kid and the kid just wanted to know more about her parents and she finds this mixtape in the garage and then is on a mission to like... I guess the tape gets broken. So she's on a mission to find all of these songs that were, you know, in the liner notes of this cassette tape. And, you know, through that process, gains friends. You know, this girl had no social life, apparently, <laughs> in her middle school, which was just that was heartbreaking in and of itself. But she started she got a crew and got friends. And but I think, you know, the part that was just so fucking sad in this movie is, you know, she really wanted to know more about her mom. And when she asked her grandmother, her grandmother would just she was so grief stricken still. And I think the girl was probably like 12 or 13. So for like that long, The grandmother did not feel like she could speak about her daughter and she couldn't answer these questions. And it was so hard to watch. And at the end of the movie, I just cried for 15 minutes. I really bawled. And I think it was the sadness of the movie of I mean, it was a happy ending, but she just, you know, it was death. The main thing was around death and missing people and wanting to know. And, you know, the sad thing was she she liked her parents like she's learning about all her parents through this mixtape and she just doesn't know if they would like her I mean oh my god that's heartbreaking to me but you know of course her parents would have liked her but I'm getting emotional right now but it just made me really sad and then like the emotions of the week and the job search and everything that I've put off that I've just been so focused on just came flooding to me. And I was looking at the new package, like the package of the offer. And that was overwhelming. And I just, 
couldn't stop crying on Friday. And sometimes you need a good cry. I think I did take my potions that day, portions, potions, the box flower remedy. I do, you know, honestly, I'm just taking them every day. I, I have yet to feel like a huge difference, but I'm just going to take them until those bottles are done and see what happens. But it was good in a lot of ways because it was an emotional release, but it was a hard cry. Like my eyes were definitely puffy and all of that stuff. Um, but it needed to happen. And I think that this next coming week is going to be really rough on me too. I, I just, I don't know when I'm going to get a break. You know, I think that's why I feel so tired right now because I, I do hope I get some time between the jobs, but what I really need is like a three month break. <laughs> uh, and until, and maybe somewhere down in my life, I hope that I get chunks of time like that because time is precious and you don't want to do it. You don't want to spend it working. And, you know, and after all of this toil uh, and trouble of this job search, it's not even what I want to do with my life at the end of the day. Like it's not my long-term goals. So I put in so much effort for what I consider my day job, you know, and, and I just feel like, you know, I, I'm a writer and I haven't had any energy to write. I don't blame myself, but I'm a little kind of it feels irresponsible. Like I'm calling myself a writer and I haven't written anything this year. And it, we're already, it's March 20th, you know? And yeah, I have written a little bit. Okay. There was like one time I wrote, but it's not anything significant and it feels irresponsible, but like how much can a person do? And I think I've done a lot and I've been super strong for so long. And I don't know. I just feel... I mean, I don't think I'm going to have like a big meltdown. Maybe my meltdown was Friday, but I'm still exhausted. So I hope next week when I talk to you, I will have I will be a little bit more exuberant. I will have gone through the week. I will have resigned. I will have dealt with people's reactions to that news and I will have survived so I'm looking forward to what comes out of my mouth next week. But I'm going to keep this episode short. Those are the updates. I wish I had some spirituality things to tell you, except and you know, I did mention it those the orange car was a significant sign and it proved to be true. So if you are going through these like big life decisions or, you know, I don't know, transition periods, I don't know, ask for a sign. I, and I just asked the universe. Usually I, you know, I asked the universe, my mom and Robin Williams. I don't think I got my mom and Robin Williams involved on this one, but you know, they're in my collective. So I asked the universe, the universe delivered, and I think I got everything I wanted. So maybe one day I'll be happy about it. So until next time, I'll just say bye.